Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Off the Pill Podcast with no other than Aslan himself. Here we go again. Shh, Nico, they can hear you. So? Whatever. Well, today, we're going to be talking about my new sports camp. Yes, you heard correctly. I'm making a new sports camp. And here's why you should enter. Wow. Really? Oh my god. Psych. I do not really care. Can you please just stop? Firstly, you get to meet me, and obviously, there's going to be a monthly grand prize to the most persevered sportsman. Good thing you aren't trying out, or you would come last place. If there was an award for the most last places, I think you would probably have a long streak of it. Wow, just wow. What did the yoga teacher say again? Oh yeah, three deep breaths. Now back to the topic. Well, what do we offer? Before I tell you that, I need to first tell you what respiration is. A process in living organisms involving the production of energy, typically with the intake of oxygen and the release of carbon dioxide from the oxidation of complex organic substances. Also, do not confuse respiration as breathing, which is properly called ventilation. Wow, you good? I didn't understand a single word you said. I always thought it meant when you just breathe in oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide. But after what you said, I'm not really sure. Well, what you said... It's kind of what I said, but like in layman terms. So you may be wondering why I told you the definition of respiration. We weren't thinking about that, but okay. You know what? I'm just going to ignore you from now on. Well, everyone needs food and air or oxygen to live. Really? Never knew. However, they're really important for athletes, which you can become if you join Islam's camp for becoming athletes. The amount of food you have and the type will either make you better or worse. Some activities, such as long-distance running, requires lots of oxygen for stamina. This is so boring. It's like you're going to talk about the skeleton next. Wow. Nico, I think you might be a fortune teller because that is spot on. Your head is made up of the skull, also known as a cranium. Then you have the ribs, which protect your heart and lungs. There's the humerus, which is the upper arm the radius, which is the arm, and the bones close to your hand is known as the ulna. Also, there's the spine and the femur, which is your thigh. The bottom part of your leg is called the fibula and the tibia. Also, muscles move the body by contracting and then releasing or relaxing. Muscles can pull bones, but they cannot push them back to their original position. So they work in pairs of flexors and extensors. Mm, almost fell asleep there. Whatever. Also, an important factor is that athletes normally check their pulse rate. What is pulse rate, I hear you ask? No one is asking, and please do a simpler explanation this time. Okay, sure. Pulse rate is when you measure your heart rate. It's the number of times the heart beats per minute. I'm going to say some technical stuff now about how our heart beats. I've given you a warning. As the heart pushes blood through the arteries, the arteries expand and contract with the flow of the blood. Better? Before we move on, I'm going to have to tell you about the three different types of respirations and about aerobic and anaerobic respiration. Many of you are going to find this boring, so just skip about 110 seconds forward. Wait, why can't I skip forward? Oh no, I'm going to have to listen. So firstly, there are three types of respiration, which include internal, external and cellular respiration. External is the breathing process. It involves inhalation and exhalation of gases. 
Internal involves gas exchange between the blood and body cells. Cellular is a set of metabolic reaction and the processes that take place in the cell organisms to convert chemical energy from oxygen molecules or nutrients into adenosine triphosphate. Like I said before, respiration can be aerobic or anaerobic. Aerobic respiration takes place in the mitochondria and requires oxygen and glucose and produces carbon dioxide, water, and energy. Anaerobic respiration also produces energy and uses glucose, but it produces less energy and does not require oxygen. This is useful in tissues which have high energy demand, such as in working muscles, in which there is not enough oxygen to produce all the energy needed by using aerobic respiration alone. Anaerobic respiration takes place in the cell cytoplasm and produces lactic acid. And finally, something about your blood cells. So your body cells use the oxygen you breathe to get energy from the food you eat. Blood supplies material needed for cellular respiration to each cell. And at the same time, blood removes the waste products formed in the cell. We done yet? Nope. Now on to joints. Oh my god! Save me, please! There are three main joints, called the cartilaginous and the synovial joints and the fibrous joints. So the cartilage joints are just cartilage. The fiber joints are just the ones made out of fiber, which have lots of fiber in them. And the synovial joints are just a special layer of cells. I'm about to flex my knowledge on muscles, so get ready. Muscle action. Movement of the body are brought about by harmonious contractions and relaxation of selection muscles. Contractions occur when nerve impulses are transmitted across neuromuscular junctions to the membrane covering each muscle fiber. When the nervous system signal reaches the neuromuscular junction, a chemical message, a neurotransmitter called a acetylcholine cetyl binds to receptor on the outside of the muscle fiber. That starts a chemical reaction within the muscle. A nerve impulse is an electrical phenomenon that occurs because of a difference in electrical change across the plasma membrane of a neuron. The action potential travels rapidly down the neuron axon as a current. A nerve impulse is transmitted to another cell at either an electrical or chemical synapse. Muscle contraction cannot act to push the bone back into its original position, and because of this, muscles work in antagonistic muscle pairs. One muscle of the pair contracts to move the body part, the other muscle in the pair then contracts to return the body part back to the original position. Phew, you're done. By the way, the only thing you're flexing is how fast you can make someone go to sleep when you talk. Nico! Now that we are done with muscles, we are going to move on to drugs. Finally, an interesting topic. Cut. Cut. You can't say that, Nico. You can't. Let's just pretend that never happened. Different types of drugs affect your body in different ways. They have short-term and long-term effects. They may have physical, psychological effects. Effects of drugs vary from person to person. So drugs affect your body's central nervous system. They affect how you think, feel, and behave. The three main types are depressants, hallucinogens, and stimulants. So, boring part coming. Sorry, it's part of the script, so it's mandatory. 
Depressants slow or depress the function of the central nervous system. They slow the messages going to and from the brain. In small quantities, depressants can cause a person to feel relaxed and less inhabited. In large amounts, however, they may cause vomiting, unconsciousness, or even death. They affect your concentration and coordination. They also slow down your ability to respond to situations, such as alcohol, heroin, and morphine are examples of depressants. Hallucinogens distort your sense of reality. You may see or hear things that are not really there. Other effects can include emotional and psychological euphoria. Examples are ketamine and cannabis. Stimulants speed or stimulate the central nervous system. They speed up messaging to and from the brain. It makes you feel more alert and confident. They can cause increased heart rate, blood pressure, and body temperature. In large amounts, stimulants may cause anxiety, panic, seizures. Caffeine, nicotine, cocaine are examples of stimulants. Drug addiction has been linked to osteopenia or seduced bone density, which may further lead to full-blown osteoporosis, which is a disease caused by drug addictions. Temporoman debulas, that's a really long word, and it's about at the t- joint disorder, is a dental damage and decays, and they decay your heart and lungs, which it mostly happens with stimulants. How long we got? I want to sleep. Your voice is super monotonous and is boring me to death. Okay, okay, chill. Only about a minute left. I just need to talk about why drug testing is important and, well, for some reason, adaptions of red blood cells. Not sure why, but I got to do what I got to do. Just get on with it already. Okay, okay. Red blood cells have adaptions that make them suitable for this. They contain hemoglobin a red protein that combines with oxygen. They have no nucleus so that they can contain more hemoglobin. They are small and flexible so that they can fit through narrow blood vessels. And lastly, drug testing is important to enhance health and safety in the workplace. Testing discourages people from abusing substances and thereby suffering any ill health effects and reducing the likelihood of accidents and injuries related to working under the influence. And lastly, please join Azlan's sports camp and it will go live tomorrow where you can join us. Nico, now that we are done with muscles, we're going to move on to drugs. Wait, don't press the off button.